0: Hey everybody, join me, Aaron, and my good friend Andy as we get together to have a couple of beers and talk about science fiction and fantasy spaceships and vehicles, yeah you heard that right, all but the exception of Dune, we do not discuss anything from that stuff. So join us every week as uh, we go down this little rabbit hole, let's find out what do we think is really the coolest vehicle, who knows? Tune in to Does Not Include Dune Podcast. Welcome to Hey Kids Comics. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, we are having a reunion show tonight. Uh, I am Andrew Farmer with me as always. The Jedi Cole Houston. Good
1: evening, everybody. There he is.
0: There he is. And special guest time. We've had a really good run of guests. Um, this show, this particular issue of Hey Kids Comics, we are indeed having a reunion show with one of the one of the progenitors of. Of this movement, big, big influence on my life, awesome guy, podcaster, producer, uh,
1: just sexual monster, just really... Actually the basis for the Ben Kingsley movie Sexy Beast.
0: Yeah, he is. Um, Also directly related to Ben Kingsley. Also having
1: some problems with Skype, but we don't care. We're going for it tonight. I don't. I don't do this because just like the studio stepped up and said, you know, we're going to do Spider Man without Tobey Maguire and without Sam Raimi. <laughs> we're going to do this without a cooperative Skype. We are. We don't care whether almost Skype, identical. Almost identical. We don't care whether
0: Skype cooperates when Rick Big Daddy G- Gutierrez is in the oh, house. Oh Lord. Rick, wow. baby! There he is. Oh, so good. <sighs> Feels right.
2: Let, let, let me go first on record real quick here. Your
0: butter that, just um, slathered all over my body right now. Feels oh, so Lord. Good. Knock it off.
1: Um, he's he's trying of, it. It's all over his body. Yeah. Whatever you're done. <laughs> 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 this, Thanks, Mom. I've never done Rick. this. Rick. <laughs> so I'm a so
2: damn school teacher in my spare time. And... Yeah, really, my spare time. School
0: teacher Uh, in your spare
3: time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This, by the way, these Skype problems he's having—that's what his students hear.
1: Yeah.
2: (sighs) So let me go on record by saying that Tobey Maguire was probably, uh, at the time, the best Peter Parker, but not the best Spider-Man. I agree. Um, Andrew Garfield is a pretty great Spider-Man, but not the best Peter Parker. I agree. Tom Holland is both.
0: I agree. I will agree with and, all of Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. And,
2: uh, you know, that's all I want to say there because I know you're going to have somebody else for Tom Holland. Uh, I'm going to guess Denae. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> we are it's, it's
0: really it's transparent, Danae. aren't we? <laughs> so. Uh, I will say uh, this. I will say uh, this from Jump Street. Cole, last week we talked about the fact that Tobin Maguire looked like a 45-year-old man in high school. <laughs> <gasps> that's right Andrew now, Garfield to, looks to like his, a what Rick to, to his cre- no. he-
2: okay. what okay C- can uh, we get that
3: again yeah
2: Maguire ha- Maguire had a lot to live up to with the role of Spider-Man
0: yeah he lived up to 45 years old okay, okay. true <laughs> uh,
2: and he also had to deal with Snaggletooth but still um Joel old jinglet that, teeth Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Oh, chiclet and the, teeth. And the other yeah. yeah, the other it Yeah, the other um So, I, I think he did a fantastic job. I, you know, to his credit, Sam Raimi did an amazing job with Spider-Man. Um, and, honestly, it kind of, it kind of broke my heart because I never got to see John Malkovich as the vulture, which is who we would have gotten
0: Rick, had they continued. that's true. Rick, buddy, you can just go to John Malkovich's house right now. And see John Malkovich as the vulture. <laughs> He's
2: sitting around not... in,
1: a, in a great big green uh, wingsuit. So, like, Malkovich, He's... Malkovich.
0: He's in a green leotard eating with his feet right now yeah. in his house. You can just go see it.
3: Usually it's rats. <laughs> He's eating
1: uh, some a uh, salmon steak from two weeks earlier. <laughs> God. Right. That's right. God. It's okay. My bald head protects me from any kind of yeah. Who were we oh, saying? Lord. Who were we saying that Malkovich was in the running to be cast as last week?
0: We were saying somebody, and I don't. Re- oh, it was a goblin, green goblin. Yeah. yeah, goblin. He was so. It would have been a very low-key green
1: goblin. It would have yeah.
0: been. It would have been an, an 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 invertedly creepy goblin versus what we got with Willem Dafoe, which it, I again. Just, you, the man can't turn it off. The man yeah. is just there, on, all the time. But we're done talking about Tobey Maguire. We're done talking about his... I just wanted to put that on a front street, dude. We're, we're we're done talking about his, you know, on, on-set, off-screen prostate exams that he had to get. Um, <laughs> his Insure Vitamins. <laughs> God. Um, all, at least with Garfield, we got a 35-year-old Abercrombie model as Peter Parker. Um, versus a forty five year old uh teacher at um <laughs> at a community college as Peter. Okay, Parker. I,
2: yeah. I, I feel personally attacked, but it's not a it's not a community college, the middle school. That's anyway. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. so <laughs> um but yeah, again, little old You'd make a great Spider Man by the way.
2: Be, you you know you it, 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 if Spider Man was fat. I like that
0: it's so. cu- I like that his mic is cutting out like yeah. right it right after the punchline.
1: And now, it, I think what's also really ironic is that every time it cuts out, it does the drum intro from Hot for Teacher. It really oh, does.
0: That, do you have that done on purpose? Don't you?
1: This no, is a, I don't uh, actually, this is but, an Andy okay. Kaufman esque. Uh, speaking of
0: speaking up, yeah, of yeah. Andy Kaufman esque, okay, come on, let everybody go see the Joker. That's what I'm going to say. Speaking oh. of Andy Kaufman, go see it. Um, uh, I have Downton Abbey calling my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um.
2: See the freaking commercial for Downton Abbey on Saturday Night yes, Live. It was fantastic. Where yes. they were, want like, you to go see Joker instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, it was fantastic. It
0: really okay.
2: was. And one of my students is obsessed with uh, with Downton Abbey, so we showed her that, and she was cracked. She was cracking up hard.
0: It's great. Mm-hmm. But Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes. Um, so the first movie I went back and rewatched for this podcast, I enjoyed it. Cole
1: remembers not enjoying it, and I have a theory. I, don't, I, I think I remember more not enjoying the second one.
2: Oh God, I mean, nobody it, enjoyed the second one. Nobody yeah. enjoyed the second one. Let's be honest, including yeah.
1: Jamie Fox. I mean, I I love the Lizard is one of my favorite comic ones ever, ever. But that's because I like, go in for trouble. like the underdogs. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, when you get right down to it, Lizard's just like a really powerful. He's like a. He's like a lower, uh. low grade killer croc. <laughs> I would consider him a uh, higher
0: grade killer croc. Killer
1: croc. Well, he, but he's like down in the, on the, the weight. Like, you know, he's like a bantamweight killer croc. Where. Croc, uh. Croc's like a heavyweight champion.
0: I, I'm with that. Um. I thought your problem. Was I don't know going... what they
1: call those things in, in boxing. That's great. So
0: well. <laughs> I think you nailed it.
2: I think yeah, you, you kind of nailed it, dude.
0: Um, I personally, the I thought your problem with it was going to be that that they met that they really kind of messed up the lizard in the
1: movie. Well, I mean, I have to, I have to agree with the direction they took because. At this point, you it would look too much like, you know, since it's effectively a guy in a suit type of thing mingled with some CG, you get uh, the sensation you're watching the Incredible Hulk in the 70s with a lab coat on all the time. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's hard to be an effective reptile wearing a lab coat. It's true. Though I do love at one point he does –
0: Redon the lab coat for the big yes. finale. Like he goes and makes sure that the lab coat is on for the big finale. That's I liked that. I liked that he pulled that. He's like, you know what? If I'm going down, I'm going down in a lab coat. That's that's all there and is. And that's title to totally the episode right there. That's right. <laughs> it's doing it for science. Um, but no, like the story, the fact that he was, they did some interesting things with the origin and the and, and the the story that I thought, you know, because at the time in the comics, they were really leaning on this idea that Peter's family were, were, were shield agents.
2: Kind of, that yeah. Was, that was during the early, that was in the early aughts. And yeah, uh, it didn't work as a story line.
1: No, um, no, it did not. You know sorry. where else it didn't work? This in, movie, in the yeah.
0: movie. Well, and they also that... couldn't make them shield agents. They Mm -hmm. had to make them, like, just, like, just have secrets, and they were disappeared, apparently, by the lizard, which... Now, okay, to its credit, (laughs) um,
2: or rather, okay, let me, let's, let's, let's get the, let's get the issue I have with this movie out of the way real quick, and these are two issues, one a little bit more glaring than the other, okay, okay? Well, no, it bears it bears mention. Okay, the first is his parents being agents. It was unnecessary. It went nowhere. Correct. Um, the other issue I had: Did we really need
1: to see
0: Uncle Ben die again? No, we didn't need to see him die in the Tobey Maguire movies, but we got I, it. I, I did.
1: I needed to see. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I needed to I see could, it every I time. need to see that in every. I, that should have been in Endgame. <laughs> 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 in civil war he just dies for no yeah, reason. every marvel movie should just have uncle ben getting <laughs> and, and martin sheen as uncle ben i love uh, that I, I don't know it was a bit like uh martin sheen as um john F. kennedy <laughs> it was a bit like I, I was going with civil war uh <laughs> the other civil well, invoking Goonies, but okay, that, that, that joke popped. As, yeah, no, Cole, you're not. Well, not at all. I was saw Goonies two weeks ago. I
2: mean, you know, I, I am hosting stuff now, so yeah.
1: I um, I
0: but I have a special place. I will always have a special place in my heart for for any Sheen. Yeah, and because of the fact that that Sheen was, you know, he's from my hometown.
3: I'm representing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'll always – but I think that Ben needs a certain gravitas. I think, yes. that, I, I think that this movie gave Ben that – I believed. I believed it when, when Ben told him this time basically that with great power comes great responsibility. But
2: I, I thought Cliff Robertson – you know, shame from Batman 66 even still. Um, I thought Cliff Robertson did a fantastic job as
0: Uncle Ben. I don't think they've had a bad uh, – a bad Uncle Ben.
2: No, they haven't.
0: But I think I like Martin Sheen's Uncle Ben better, and I also like the fact they kept showing me pictures of sexy young Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Like like Apocalypse Now, Martin Sheen, just pictures of him everywhere on every board. I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good in with In all that. fairness,
2: I, I, I did get to meet him when I, was, when, he, when I was in college. He was really nice.
0: He's a great guy. He yeah, he used to is, come to my college so. all the time. He's, you know, he's... He's very, very, he's very much the guy you see is just the guy you get.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it was like on on a diner's drive-ins and dives, they were at a place in Fort Worth, and Martin Sheen happens to be having his lunch. Just, just hey, Martin it's Sheen. like, oh, look over here, it's Martin Sheen. Like, no, you, it's not like something Past, uh, you know,
0: it's, passing it, it kind of is with martin sheen though yeah i guess so martin, <laughs> you know literally what happened was martin sheen was on wright state's campus it was just like hey can i throw that frisbee that's my martin sheen story yeah. like that's just Martin <laughs> Sheen. like what what but no i think i think every i think with the ex- i liked andrew garfield i did feel so okay Right off the bat, Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, I really liked his Spider-Man, right? I thought yeah. his Spider-Man was spot on. I, yes, it was. I didn't like the fact that as Peter Parker, he, first of all, he's way too just straight up attractive to be Peter Parker. He, he's he's not nerdy enough. He's not
2: like the, the stereotypical, how Parker's supposed to be, which is like basically, uh the, the the Marvel version of Superman where he's you know where he's bumbling as Clark Kent. He's supposed to be very bumbling and very awkward. And yeah, we don't yeah. and we don't get that with him.
1: He was a little too self assured as yes. Peter Parker. He did not yes. have that awkward he, he was too cool. Blues. He was too cool. That was the problem. He yeah. was too
0: cool. He to well, be, he easily to
2: could have be
1: been a popular kid.
0: Yeah. He was too aloof. He wasn't he wasn't an outcast by the nature of being a nerd. He was an outcast by the nature of being what we would refer to today as a hipster. Like he was. It's, hoot- that's it exactly. Yeah. He was yeah, too I agree. cool. And I think. Spider
1: Edge spider edgelord. He <laughs> loved using
0: that edgelord. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I added that to the vernacular.
0: I'm going to keep, I'm going to throw some things in there every once in a while. Just, just pick them up and uh, run with them. It's, it's, it's almost right. You're almost exactly right, Cole.
3: <laughs>
0: You're as close as you've been to being right about him being Spider-Edgelord, and I like it. Um, but that stuff, like Peter Parker is a skateboarding like, music listening. It, it didn't work. I don't feel that, like it worked. Smartass. He wasn't
2: Sally, a smartass in Sally, Now, Sally Field is Aunt May, though.
1: That oh, no, I that, that actually worked. I'd hit it. <laughs> I God. personally, would, in, in the in the time period they were out,
0: yeah, uh-huh.
1: every single anime.
0: Yeah, another another connection. Harper Valley, Harper Valley PTA was filmed in my hometown. Yeah. So I've got all kinds of connections to. This.
1: So they actually brought elephants to your hometown.
0: Um, I probably. <laughs> they filmed milk money there, so they brought Ed Harris. Why not? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That yes. Sucks. I, I liked most of the casting. I liked Reese Ifans as Doc Connors.
2: Oh, oui- Reese Ifans was amazing as as Connors. Oh my gosh, he was so good.
0: I do think that the character. My problem with it is the character loses something, <laughs> it loses the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of the character.
1: I, oh, yeah.
2: I think the guy that played uh, Dr. Connors in the Raimi films, uh, Dylan Baker, would have been a really good had he been given opportunity to become the lizard he would have been able to play up the Jekyll Hyde aspect like hardcore
0: yeah because what you didn't get was the idea that he was a good guy yeah but when the lizard takes over he's a bad guy yeah and he and there's a there's a duality a struggle there you well, don't
1: you, you never get the opportunity to see that dichotomy until
0: the very yeah. end when he's redeeming himself but yeah. by that point there's nothing to redeem because you never got the good guy, you know, you never got that, that, that story you get, you know, you get a, um, you get a weird um, like it, it, scientific industrialist who's, you know, <clears throat> trying to, trying to solve problems, but never came off as, as, you know, that's why I like him as a teacher mm-hmm. versus being, you know, versus working for Oscorp. Um, was he, yeah.
1: was he working for, yeah, so he he wasn't. Uh, well, I the guess whole, the whole Oscorp thing was so that they could tie everything.
2: Yeah, that's, that's
1: together kind of the into idea. They're building to this Sinister Six we never got.
2: Right. Which I'm actually kind of relieved that we didn't.
0: They went hard in the paint on trying to get a Sinister Six,
2: too. Yeah, yeah. they really went hard. And, like, this was back before. Uh, Sony and Marvel finally decided, hey, let's 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 do something really cool here. Yeah, but,
0: but with all due respect, Sony thought that because this was 2012, right? Mm-hmm. By that
2: point we had had what did we have by that point in the in By then we had had the Avengers movie.
0: Right. right.
2: Uh 2012 was when Avengers dropped.
3: So they yeah. they, uh, they
2: thought
0: they had to go real hard in the paint. Yeah. To, to get these movies out and get them done and make them successful because they were competing with some really big dogs. Some redefining and movies.
2: N- not only really big dogs, but unprecedented
0: big oh, dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like straight up Blade level. Yeah. I'll talk about Blade. I'll bring it up in every episode. From that and,
2: and, you know, and, and you're, you're not wrong because Blade was completely unprecedented as well. That one came out of left field.
0: It was badass. So
2: That's
3: what it was. What about it was.
1: You- You also have to wonder how much influence, it's kind of odd because Marvel Studios is coming here, you know, pumping out these amazing movies, but one of the things that Marvel Comics had a tendency to do
3: Uh
1: with merchandise license holders was, and this is the reason sometimes you've ever seen like a collection of coffee mugs come out, you're like, why that one? Why that character? <laughs> right. You know, Captain America, Nick Fury, Rhino, and Gargoyle. <laughs> I, mean, I love me some Gargoyle, but it's not a marketable character. But literally, they used to be heavy into imposition of, if you want to do, like, Spider-Man t-shirts, you've got to do these particular characters, because this is what we're pushing right now.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah.
1: It almost felt like they were pushing I, well no, actually I am jumping ahead I think. I may be jumping into uh, amazing 2. Which is fine. Which is at fine. doing the god awful version of Green Goblin.
2: Yes. Green Goblin uh, is like a, that was a
0: unfortunate. Demon. Well, but they all were but they all were god like but ever, everything about two, in, you know, was pretty god awful. I'll tell you who I really did like. I really think they did a good job. I think they did a decent job with Gwen Stacy. I, yeah,
2: um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone was as, as Gwen Stacy was definitely better than what we got with Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Um, I agree. I think they did a a, a, a a really good job casting her dad as Dennis Leary. Oh,
2: Dennis. Yeah. Is, Dennis. Like. I, any of the casting up to and including in part two, where we got Chris Cooper as, uh, as, as, oh, Norman Os- Osborn. as daddy Osborne. Yeah. Casting issue. I have is Jamie Foxx's electro.
0: Uh, cause you're, cause and, you're racist. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm it, taking full advantage of this mic dropping out thing.
1: Oh no! It's great. In all fairness, he is I a wonder messed... what the teacher's going to look like this year. <laughs> sorry.
2: In all fairness, I think he is a fantastic actor. All you have to do is watch Django Unchained, and you can tell he's an amazing actor. Oh,
1: he is a fine character. He was actor.
2: Hor- horribly miscast in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. No, he was horribly miscast.
0: Yeah, and not only was he ho- not only was he horribly miscast in Spider-Man Two. But they presented the character in such a way that it was impossible to make – what were the – I don't understand what – I still to this day don't understand what they were trying to do with that character.
1: Yeah, he's neither sympathetic nor is he particularly uh, effective as he a was, super villain.
2: He was just pathetic.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was. it was like a character out of The Tick or something. And visually. No, even villains out of the tick
2: were 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 were, were done in better taste, dude. I, I I've been or watching the tick. More,
1: yeah, certainly more developed
0: than the. Yes. Well, and I've also, you know, I I I don't know what they were trying to do visually. Like the lizard, with the exception of like the snout, right, which is something mm. that I think that was a choice that they made that I don't necessarily agree with because it wasn't nearly as expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I. I would have liked the snout on the lizard. That's a, I don't know if it would have played, you know, but I, I would have liked the snout on the lizard, but you know, the, the lizard, by all you knew, it was the lizard. You knew by all appearances, it was the lizard. Um, Yeah. This, the second movie after the success of Iron Man and after the success of Captain America and after the success of Thor and after the success of the Avengers and these characters looking like their comic book counterparts and being successful, they decided to make Electro like the
1: the, yes. the blue like, uh, like, like the blue meanie or something? No, yeah.
2: the, the, the blue meanie was more credible, let's be honest. <laughs>
0: I'll give you that too. And Green Goblin not look anything like the Green Goblin.
2: He, he looked like he was he had had a bad dose of meth.
0: And I, so okay. I, I don't understand. Yeah, well, he did actually. Tell me he yeah. didn't. No, he did. I just I've, so I,
2: I've watched i watched enough Breaking Bad to tell you he
0: looked like he
1: had too much meth.
0: <laughs> that that documentary Breaking Bad, and yes. um, I so <laughs> stirring <laughs> <and> indictment
1: <diving laughs> on the meth epidemic.
0: So what I don't understand is why they would make those choices, and we'll get to that. We still we still have a yeah. little bit of ground to cover on on the first one. What I will say, and I was talking to Rick earlier about this I thought what they did with the character of Spider-Man not Peter Parker but with the character of Spider-Man outdid outdid what they did with Tobey Maguire's movie
2: yeah I was pointing out to to, to Andy uh, before he jumped on Cole they did this wonderful thing with him in the sewer where he's got the where he's got the webs and he's feeling for the vibrations and that was the coolest thing to see spider-man do because that's something you never ever get to see spider-man do in any of the movies or any of the cartoons to date that was some really nice
1: the most spidery of spider-man
0: yeah well he did the thing he did the thing with the lizard in the school too where he cocooned the lizard by like climbing around him which
1: yeah that's right
0: they really leaned on the spider aspects of Spider-Man, which is some cool stuff that, like you were saying, doesn't even really get done in the comics. So I thought that was really, really, really cool that they that they did that. Like, they, yeah, I agree. And the the athletic ability, the agility. You know, they really leaned on how lean they cast Andrew Garfield. You know, he's a mm-hmm. lanky guy, so they really leaned on his. Uh, you know, acrobatic prowess a lot more. Yeah. Where he's flipping and flying and doing tight doing tight turns and, and bouncing around and, and I thought that was for me, that's what Spider Man is supposed to be. Not super yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing I think that they did need to do in the new in the new movies was amp up his power set a little bit to compete a little yeah. more in comparison to what they did with Maguire and what they did with, especially with Garfield's character who was never, you know, I th- Captain I th- America level strength.
2: The reason why we're seeing, uh, Holland's Spider-Man with the power set that he has currently is because we're, we haven't, we, we don't have him as spot. I mean, he's still finding himself, He, you know, it's still being called as Peter tingle. Um, you know it's, it's 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 he's not fully realized yet and i think that's that's uh, a crucial thing to his character and part of his uh of his, of his journey as a character well
1: actually uh, i think you know marvel studios was trying to play a long game before uh
2: uh-huh. before sony, decided, sony
1: yeah.
2: decided to to shit the bed now with with garfield though uh, that really sold me on him. And it's when he starts harassing the uh, the guys in the alley. Yeah. Uh, like the first time that he appears as Spider-Man, he starts talking trash. And I was like, okay, this is Spider-Man. I can, I can dig it. And then he, and then they, sh- they shoot three times and he avoids all three shots with like, as if it was nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this. And I was, I, I wish I was kidding. I was the only one laughing as hard as I was in that move in that movie theater. Uh, because I was genuinely tickled by how cool Spider Man was in this movie.
0: They did make him cool. They yes, I will they say did. that. They made him they made him a pretty they made Spider Man cool and not
1: well, it becomes a, a bit of an cinematic Batman syndrome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where certain of those pictures really made you know hit their marks with Bruce Wayne, but not with Batman. Or with Batman, but not Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And they were still trying to find their footing in how to do both on the big screen. Yeah.
0: And I'll go I'll go to bat to this day, and I know it's an unpopular opinion. I've never shied away from an unpopular opinion. Um, that, that, um, that, um, oh god damn it, why can't I think of his name? Yeah. The latest guy to play Batman. Oh, Ben Affleck. That Ben Affleck is, in my mind, about a spot-on, perfect Batman and he, Bruce Wayne. He was pretty. He was pretty damn good. I, I pretty I, damn. I
2: good. think
1: he, he does pretty good in that. But um,
2: like, I if, if there's any issue that I have with the Justice League movie, it's not him. I just think that they failed him if they would have it's, given him it's a good
0: the Justice League movie. It's yeah, right.
2: yeah. That's Justice it exactly. Movie. that that's it exactly.
0: But I really can't without. Aside from those particular flaws in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. The parents being, you know, the whole the whole parents thing that didn't need to be there. Um, mm-hmm. The the so fact it, that. Go ahead, Cole. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I, was, no, I, I just. it's been a while. Uh, did they bring back the? Uh, he had proper web shooters, didn't he? That's another yeah, he, thing he, I
2: wanted to mention. He did not have the organic shooters. No.
0: One thing they did do with him is Peter that I don't think that they have done. They did okay. They did a little bit in the in the um, Far From Home movie, but they didn't really do it. I think to a degree that they did it in this movie, and the Tobey Maguire movies was they really made me believe how intelligent Peter Parker was.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Where you know he he made he made his co- you know you saw him researching how to make his costume. You saw yeah. him making his web shooters. Um, You know, based on the tech that he picked up from Oscorp with the spider stuff, you saw him, you know, you saw him solve the problem, you know, like, like solve the equations that, that the lizard was working on. He, uh-huh. I really felt that he was that he was that smart, that he was that smart. I think they did a really great job with making him that intelligent. He did have the web he did have the proper web shooters, Cole. He didn't have weird
1: yeah, arm sphincters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: And and they they kind
2: of touched on a little bit with Maguire. Uh, but the thing with uh, think about it is with Maguire it's like since he has the organic web shooters, his genius is kind of feels a little unnecessary. Yeah. Whereas
1: it's that, true, he's underutilized as a <laughs>
2: I mean, that's how he meets Octavius. That's fine. But there are other ways to go about that.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And, and also just telling me how smart somebody is in yeah. a movie isn't as good as actually displaying it, which I think they and, did a, a really good job in this one of. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a bit like being, getting a tweet from somebody telling you they're a genius, <laughs>
0: or <laughs> having Tony Stark show up and say, "Hey, kid, you're really smart." Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I guess that's all we yeah. needed. Um, he's I, smart. I love <laughs> you
1: for your brain.
0: <laughs> he's smart now. Tony Stark told me he's smart now. Um, no, I think, I think that, that that that's for me. Where you know the. The movie is very formulaic past that point. We all know Spider-Man's origin story. We all know, you know, Spider-Man learns to use his powers by riding a skateboard, of course. Mm-hmm. Why, why wouldn't you, sure. you know, Tony, St- yeah. Tony Hawk-inspired Spider-Man montages?
2: Yeah. That was Tony, the biggest, Tony's, that was the issue
0: I had. As well. Hawk Stark. Tony Hawk Stark.
1: Because, um, yeah, it's important to glean the cube when... <laughs>
3: Is this the second to...
0: Cole, how, is this is the
1: second time. When did we talk about when did you talk about gleaming the cube last? Uh I don't know, but I, you know every now and again I'll have a flashback to some 90s movie I've never seen but heard about in a trivia thing on before a movie. <laughs> yeah, mount myself on that one. Um yeah, so let's so at this point
0: let's just go straight into the second one cuz now we have an established Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: Before we do, before we do, we
3: all got right. to...
2: doing this in personal because holy crap, that's... cameos ever. Who? Uh, the the Stan Lee cameo. In oh
0: Amazing. Yeah. that was good. Yeah,
2: that was one of the most entertaining ones ever. That was a fun that's... cameo. That's... One of them. What? <laughs> that's probably my favorite out of okay. all of them.
0: It was a good, it was a good one. I'll I'll give you that. It was a, it was a fun cameo. Absolutely, yes. I'll, i I'm on board with that. The cameo—I can't even remember what the cameo was in the second one. Uh,
1: I think it was Stan uh, hanging his head in shame, just crying, weeping openly. Yeah. I'll buy
0: that. I'll, uh,
2: I, I, I'll buy that for a dollar, sure. Well,
1: I think part of it was the, uh, you know, he was shamed by the. Uh, f- you know, his beloved New York City taking on Flintstones technology.
0: Okay, go into that. <laughs> what? Let's hear it because we're getting into it now. So.
1: It's like, you know, you just see some uh, electricity board like, Bon <laughs> and I came up with a solution for powering the city. Oh, God. Oh, and you can also use an octopus as a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously? I'm supposed to suspend my level of disbelief.
0: I'm with you, Cole. I agree.
1: You know, it's hard enough to buy into Spider-Man, Electro, Green Goblin, Rhino. The potential oh, that's right.
2: Rhino. Paul Zermotti was Rhino on this one. That's right.
1: Yeah, so, you know, you've got to buy into all of the, this, all this hyper technology and uh, Oscor, pretty much putting their name, or Osco, I guess it was in this case, pretty uh, much putting their brand on the, you know, uh, like the fellow yellow car on the Rhino's hide there. It's like, uh, let's make it a little obvious that you're involved here. You're worse than J. Jonah Jameson putting his face on a Spider Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they went
0: so they went like I said, they went so hard in the paint on trying to build a Sinister Six as quickly as they could that it was it was kind of nuts. Like, yeah, it was kind of nuts. Like, cause we got we got like five minutes of a rhino. Uh, in, a, which, in a dumb suit. Which Just...
2: was a shame, because
0: I would have loved to have seen the rest of that fight. I would have I would have liked to have seen a proper rhino.
2: Yeah, that
1: too. Yeah, well, the problem with that rhino was... I don't remember if it was before or after it makes its cumbersome arrival. And you get, the, apparently, the child that was born without any sense of self-preservation. Yeah. Was, right. <laughs> You get, I, th- I think it may have been after, or you get the... It becomes obvious that Osborne has all of these things laying around in the basement. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's just like, well, there's your Sinister Six movie, all wrapped up in a bow, and every single bit of everything is just one guy handing out super suits.
2: Right. Yeah. So, but you th- know... To do that with, with Doctor Octopus, though, that's the that's the that's the point where I take issue. Well,
0: and and the and the problem is that you get this you get this yeah no Cole you're dead right you get this sense that it's all wrapped up in a pretty little bow just waiting to happen, and it negates the need for any kind of story arc. It mm-hmm. you know oh so they're all going to in one way or another work for Oscorp, and nobody's going to put this together.
2: And, I mean, it works it, says, it worked. In all fairness, it did work in the video game.
0: Well, a lot of things Man, worked in the a video game. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Story then, I expected. Let me put it this way, Rick: a mouthy circle <laughs> ran around and got chased by a bunch of uh, you know rainbow-colored ghosts, and that was a big deal back in the seventies. <laughs> so, I, I like. Mean, you know, I like Rampage the movie. And, and
2: in all fairness, am am I the only one out of the three of us that actually played the one on the, the video game on, on PS4?
0: Uh, no, I played it. It's a great game. Okay. It's a fun, and it does work in that respect. Well, you said
1: actually, I thought you said sexually, and I'm trying no. to figure out how that I mean, works. I did that too. <laughs> that's that's like being filleted <laughs> by an alligator. I I
0: did that, too. I've done all three of those things. Florida's a wild (laughs) place, man. Just that's all I'm going to say. Yeah,
1: Well, you know, you got to do something to pass the time of day.
0: That's right. I mean, it's just so hot there. You get sometimes you got to cool off by getting filleted by an alligator. Yeah. Just saying. Lord. Um, No, I. So, yeah, we had the rhino for the very short period of time. We had the rhino, which, you know, okay, Barely the rhino. We need, yeah, okay, so how are we going to get all Sinister, we, we need four of the six Sinister Six members, in, you know, in the can by the end of this movie, um, and I, Cole, correct me if I'm wrong, but any movie who's tried to approach two major supervillains, um, they have, it has failed, or even three, or even three, but I mean, like two two major conflicting story arcs with super villains.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. Is that they they try to have these conflicting story arcs, or they try to somehow force the two to, to collide. Like you know, they, yeah. they try to draw everything together, like the the third act of Snatch, and it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> They're not well, Danny I Boyle. I I, I do I would really like a Danny Boyle superhero movie though. Oh yeah. Can we get a Danny Boyle what would be the perfect character for it well, Constantine? Oh, Constantine Jesus. under Danny Boyle's direction would be amazing. Oh, I th- or I just Or even, had or even
2: Constantine under opinion. Matthew Vaughn would be would be pretty good too.
0: I would I would really like a Constantine Danny Boyle movie. That would be fantastic. Um die, now now that's all I want in the entire
1: world. <laughs> there you go. Um, but but the, no uh, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead,
0: I got nothing. I'm just okay. sanding myself. You're just
1: spitballing here. Spitball here? <laughs> that's all I'm doing. <laughs> but, but the thing about it is, I have gone on record repeatedly, probably on every podcast I've ever been on, whether they wanted it or not. The perfect comic book movie is one that never gets looked at because it's not meant to be like a action drama. Right. And yeah. that's the stream. Yeah, you've got like seventeen characters, and somehow it, it I never loses pacing.
2: Yeah. what I love about about Mystery Men though is that it does yeah. not take itself too seriously.
1: Well, and it doesn't need to, but you no, can it doesn't very much so. model. Yeah, and tell actively engage in a number of characters simultaneously mm-hmm. within you know just under two hours.
3: Yeah, agreed.
1: also, they get so tied up, especially in trying to give the origin for two or three or four yeah. other characters. Just jump in the middle of it. One of the mm-hmm. best superhero treatments I ever read, uh, or at least you know the concept, was that somebody wanted their treatment for the FF was essentially you would have the opening of the film is the Fantastic Four at the end of a battle.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Just, that was the... Um... You
1: are done. You know where you're headed. You know who these people are. Just start... I would love to see the That, opening. Was, the,
2: that was the Peyton Reed treatment set in the 60s. But that's I what it was.
1: It needs to be... That's what any given Spider-Man film should have been.
3: I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, audibly. I agree. We
1: saw that if you had Spider-Man with the shocker, and maybe one other character all webbed up. Uh-huh. So the boys would know who it was. The non-fans would just appreciate, oh, it's a costume villain, and we'd all get along with our lives, and we wouldn't have to muck about with a bunch of bullshit.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: And, yeah,
1: and we I agree did there. so much of that you bullshit. that there are adventures we're not going to get to see on the big screen.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, look what they did with, and, and again, I'm going to fall back on this, but look what they did with, you know, like Batroc the Leaper. Yes, we didn't need a huge story about you know France and how he learned to fight and how he became a mercenary and how he, he really, just was. Yeah, Rock was just somehow, Rock. Yeah,
1: he, how he somehow made Savati cool, right? <laughs> because I'll tell you, it's not.
0: It's not, but it is but when you fight Captain America arts
1: in all the world. <laughs> Savati is like literally there are Savadi uh, experts who will go on record and say, no, it's not cool.
0: There have been mm-hmm. two times that the body's been cool. Number one yeah. was in the
1: movie The Order
0: with Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he <laughs> played an orphan-loving clown man that fought in a martial arts tournament. Um, qu- fantastic qu- movie.
2: I'm sorry, Farmer, you're, you're invoking the quest, really, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad that
0: I actually know the title. Fantastic movie, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, Jean-Claude the- Van Damme did have Roger Moore in his final acting uh, role before he, he Spice re- World. He floated away in a hot air balloon. It's a great movie. <laughs> I'm just saying. And Batrock the Leaper. Those are the two Sabate uh, movies. That's it. Those are the ones. Um, but yeah, so, okay, I got a few plot points I want to hit here. I'm not going to go deep in, but we're supposed to believe that, um, that shitty King Joffrey um otherwise known as um Harry Osborne was um Peter's friend like childhood friend T- like he's known him all his life childhood yep. friend Peter's pa- Peter's parents take off Peter's uncle who is one of his only living relatives gets gunned down in the streets of New York and we see hide no hair nor hair of Harry Osborne He's running around in Oscorp. He has to, you know, socially hack his way in to, to become Spider-Man. He couldn't call his
1: buddy and say, I want to come visit Oscorp. Like, yeah. Well, obviously his friend uh, got really into the family business and shut everybody out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, no.
1: yeah. Uh, Harry was once the hub of a mighty wheel. <laughs> and little by little, <laughs> each spoke was released and into the ether yeah and lo and behold, there was only the hub there was it's It's, it's a cautionary tale it's it's the subtext is really strong in the second film but you have to look for it you i mean you really have to look for it
0: you need a decoder ring like there's a lot of looking um damn it damn it cole damn it cole um but yeah
1: all I can uh, <laughs>
0: leave would to me to bring
1: some fake context <laughs> right this
0: movie is so this movie is so bad we can't even develop real context for the film we
3: has to go develop
1: <laughs> fake context I have to go and like rewrite it in my head that's, this movie has like, to make sense reconcile having seen it in the theater <laughs> this I want this movie to make sense so badly that I'm willing to
0: invent invent death. Where there is none, <laughs> but no, all I can think of now after Game of Thrones is like he was just a really shitty version of King Joffrey. <laughs> he he, he kind of was, and
2: uh, it, it, to his credit, David Hahn is a pretty good actor. He just keeps getting really shitty roles.
1: Yeah,
0: I yeah.
1: Perhaps it's time for a new agent. Is uh...
2: like the he he was Valerian <laughs> in that. Luke the Sun movie.
0: I'm sorry. I'll go back and watch it again. Valerian was a great movie. He was miscast, though. I don't know if that's true. I think he did a great
1: job. I think he did a great job. I I need to give it another chance. You need to to give
0: it another chance. It was a fun movie.
1: The thing is, as a Green Goblin, it was 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 like the love child of Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and Sting in Doom. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Wrong. You are not wrong.
0: Not at all. Cole found a stride. Cole found a stride <laughs> was he had to, to, to mine the depths of his own soul right. to put meaning to this movie.
1: I needed closure. You're he's, not wrong.
0: He's got it now. Damn it.
1: That is spot on. That is spot on. God. Spider-Man in fighting Green Goblin had to bend like a reed in the wind.
0: That's good. That is good. That is good. Again, another casting, another casting call for Sting. Another missed opportunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, no, but they did some really bizarre. Yeah. Um, they really did some really bizarre things with that character. Um, I, I didn't None. like what I didn't like was all of the physical. I didn't like any, like, all of the physical transformations that they decided they needed in these films. Yeah. I get the lizard, you know, and I also really liked in the first one that the lizard was trying to turn, it was a very lizard move to try to turn the city into a bunch of lizards to save. Humanity, like yeah. that's a very They'd cool. Just
1: gone to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> right, and like brilliant. That would work. We should do that. Um, that was a very yeah, lizard I
1: we, move. That that had been borne out further, like maybe in the second act, because I just love to see like a you know like little old granny on the street, or maybe like guys playing chess and there's turning into basilisks and uh, and the uh, monsters and shit.
0: Yeah, know? we only got like three cops. Which yeah. sucked. Yeah. I wish it was a. Yeah, that's true. That would have been cool if it was a lot more.
1: But this yeah, movie, it they were really hold. cool. If it's like one of those cans rolled into a karate dojo, and all these turtles came running out. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, te- a nice teenage ninja turtles reference. Yeah. In,
0: yeah. Or you know what? You Cole, you ready? could you could have had your birth of the serpent society right there yeah. if they were thinkers. Oh, yeah. If they were thinking. <sighs> if they were thinking men.
1: Um. No, but but I think they were thinking. Man, we wouldn't have got the Sp- Amazing Spider-Man two that we got.
0: That's true. That's true. I agree with that. There were a lot of studio notes of, for yeah. this thing. I'm guessing, just a lot of studio notes. Um, they but they decided to give him this goblin transformation into like a goblin monster in yeah. this thing that because he injected himself with a spider serum, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, um, you know, let's call it late 70s, early 80s super soldiering in Marvel going on in these movies where it's like, if it works for Cap, it's gotta work
1: yeah. for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it turns out that Captain America is probably the greatest reproducible result. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only... Greater irreproducible result is Dr. Manhattan because you knew I was going to get damn Watchman in there somewhere.
0: You got to. Uh, of course. You got to. But the. I mean, but there were a lot. Marvel is based on, and DC for that matter, are based on singular events that can never be replicated. Yes. Uh, Flash, yeah. uh, Captain America, The Hulk. Or um, if
1: you dare to replicate them, the res- results may vary. Yeah, results are going to be yeah.
0: a weird, you know the the lead singer um gerard way becoming a goblin man um i love gerard way gerard don't don't at me i love you you do great work <laughs> you're a great comic writer and uh, you make good music um i also uh garth ennis i'm sorry um uh, just gonna keep saying it after that episode we did on <laughs> the voice just gonna keep saying it um <laughs> I for Rick, I'm gonna remind our listeners and tell Rick probably for the first time that I kept referring to um I kept referring to Garth or who did I refer it was uh who did I I got the name I got the name, you're, yeah, got you're, the name Warren you're Ellis me the wrong I kept calling I kept calling the creator of the boys Warren Ellis. It is not Warren yeah. Ellis. It is one hundred percent not. But I did it for like forty five <laughs> minutes. And I love and I love his work, and I just couldn't stop myself. Um, I'm an idiot. Um, that's like
2: that's like one of my uh, one of my uh, one of my fellow uh, uh, cast members of USG when he calls uh, uh, John Favreau John Favreau.
0: That's is that uh, Roy? Tell me it's Roy. You, you...
1: <laughs> Serpentine Favreau. <laughs>
2: John Favreau. John Favreau. Uh, <laughs> Love the man to death. I love, I-, I love, I love Roy to death, like a brother, man. But like he can't say John he
0: Favreau to save say his wife. John Favreau. That's fantastic. That's canon on this show now too. So yeah. great, good. All like, right. so you, you
2: can totally bring it up to him when when you do your next Cold uh, Cinema
0: <laughs> Somebody. Oh so, yeah. Somebody hit me up with some uh, some Electro talk, please, because I can't bring myself to start that oh, conversation.
1: How we weren't even thinking about Electro. We got so tied up and everything else. This was a period, you have to understand, uh, much like its predecessor, V. Neal, uh, was the, I believe that's the, uh, what's her name, um, was the makeup designer. Okay. Okay. And she and her fellow hosts slash judges on FX... Yeah. <laughs> seemed a little full of themselves because it, it was almost like they were trying to one-up everything you'd ever seen on two seasons of FX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, one of their winners, like just hot out of the gate, winds up going to work for her and I, I believe worked on Amazing 2. Oh, really? And it it seemed to me that a lot of the makeup, the direction the makeups took, were trying to hit upon every... Bit of modern makeup technology they could lay their hands on, like doing little glowy underlays and right, you know, uh, silicone and appliances, and even they put like lights inside the hoodie to then, then they could just disappear digitally, so be this nice cool blue glow. But yeah. you know, the I'm not sure what I think of the makeup aspects of it. I think were pretty.
2: Yeah, and
1: I, I agree. I think we're like, why?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I again, I agree. Like
1: some sort of self imposed Frankenstein, but I mean, in all fairness, the guy fell into a vat of. Uh, someone,
3: someone yeah, feels. say it.
1: Say giant, the words. Say the words. Genetically altered. <laughs> <laughs> worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. But
0: they really did this. Jim Carrey Riddler thing with him where he was yeah. obsessed with, uh, with with Spider-Man and, and I, I couldn't
2: stand him before he became Electro. I couldn't stand him when, when he became Electro. I couldn't stand him before he became Electro. I thought it was he was just so horribly
0: miscast. Well, you can't believe. I have a hard time 100% hard time believing in my heart of hearts that Jamie Foxx is is a nerd. Yeah. He's like the coolest guy on the planet, like yeah. like straight up. He's Django, right? He's it's, yeah. it's
1: it's like trying to buy Liam Neeson as a greengrocer. <laughs>
0: hey, Damn it! It's been done.
1: Damn it! Damn it! Cole. He played Zeus for God's sake. No one's gonna believe he's He a likes
0: lists. Grocer. He likes lists. Leave him alone.
3: Yeah.
0: Um.
1: No, but it's like oh, I love me some Liam Neeson.
0: Even as even you know. Even as the cab driver in Collateral, where he wasn't a, he wasn't a big action, you know, he wasn't a big larger than life actiony guy. It, yeah. He was cool. He was cool as hell.
1: Yes, and he then was. in this
0: movie, he's supposed to be this like nerd scientist that, that I I, mean, you
1: know, Monty nerd scientist. Yeah, and I just
0: yeah. that doesn't yeah, he is that,
1: much worse than the
0: that didn't. It just I you know what, Rick, I'm gonna side with you on this. It was 100% miscast. I believe that he wanted to be in a superhero movie, and I also believe that they offered him a shit ton of money to be in. That's that's really the only explanation I can think of, is that they offered him a shit ton of money. Um,
1: Yeah. But this was also a period, this was about the tail end of the period, where you had very bankable comedic actors being Mm -hmm. tossed into tentpole media films. Like yeah. uh what's what's his name when Judge in the uh, Stallone? Rob Judge Schneider. Strap. Yeah. Rob yeah.
2: Schneider. Yeah.
1: You felt like you know. You, well, we'll bring in the the youngins here. You know, and and We're, the argument. We'll...
0: The, we'll bring in the youngins. The argument is, you know, well, we well we cast we cast Dennis Leary in a serious role, and he did great. We cast. But then it's t- I know. It's I know, and you know that. Actor. I know that, and you know that you know we cast favreau who's a who is a brilliant comedic actor in um in the iron man movie and he did great and, it, and and in the first iron man movie that was a comedic role yeah. yes it was you know so yeah we're going to get all these all these actors or all these comedic actors into these movies which is something we really haven't done i mean superman had their jimmy Olsen, you know batman had his uh it's
1: a bit like having richard pryor in superman 3 it seems it's a cycle in hollywood where they feel they have to go back to that well
0: oh you're right I i didn't even put that together and now i wish that it wasn't together in my brain you are you are correct sir um damn yeah but you know one person in this movie that we completely left out And Uh, I forgot, I forgot it was even in this movie when we were talking about how they were building the Sinister Six. Yeah. I forgot that, um, that Felicia Hardy was in this movie. Oh my God, yes. Oh, that's
2: right, tiny ass role, but yeah, she was.
0: Playing the, playing the, um, playing the, uh, like the, the assistant to Osborn. That's true, she was, yeah. I completely forgot. So there was a built in, what, Fifth? Of the Sinister Six, right there.
2: But would she even be a Sin- one of the Sinister Six? Has she has she been, been in one? the past,
0: you know. Has she? And if they, and if they need to, you know, and if they needed that just to have the six, you know, if they were, if they were trying to fill out a roster, you know. I, I mean, I, what Raimi
2: wanted, what what Raimi wanted to do in Spider Man Four, which is have Anne Hathaway as the Voltress Okay. Ouch. I, mm. That.
0: Not, a, I not okay.
2: I, I, I wish I was kidding.
0: That's not okay though. <laughs> I, I'm glad so I that kidding. that didn't happen. I'm glad.
2: I'm. I, I could you and, not, and, and, and and millions of other fanboys. I assure you.
0: I'm. I could not be happier that what we what we have ended up with now are is are, are really great comic book movies that are at least in part reverential to to canon reverential mm-hmm. to history, because we did not, we did not get that <laughs> prior to Marvel making it profitable to do so. Yes. So thank God that nobody's going out on a limb and making, and making, you know, the farthest to field we get is a Mysterio who has a high-tech costume versus a, you know, skin-tight, spandexy y thing. Which Agreed okay great good let's let's do that you know a vulture who isn't 80 years old who who isn't flying on jeffrey epstein's plane um you know instead of that we get great great casting and michael <sighs> keaton just perfect casting you know using using the using the existing story to to build this character.
2: Awesome. On the topic of Keaton, real quick, am I the only one that thinks that uh, that we need to have a Batman Beyond movie with him as as Bruce Wayne?
1: No, you're no, not the not. only one. No, okay. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, Keaton can be in everything. I that's what I want. I want Keaton literally in every possible role we can put Keaton in, and I'll be yeah. the happiest man alive. You know how I feel about Michael Keaton. Um, but you know, in these movies, we get this so far afield Electro, who you know through through these kind of leaps and mr bean style leaps and hurdles becomes <laughs> becomes this super villain um that i think that it did not now do you guys remember if it got any kind of decent reception at all from critics or audiences
2: um i don't recall
1: I don't think there was much of... I mean, nobody wanted to say anything. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they felt sorry for Andrew Garfield, um, you know, because he had a promising career. But <laughs> the, the, seriously, though, I think that one of the big problems was they were in a rush to do Gwen Stacy because it hadn't been done yet, but then they also wanted to build a Sinister Six, and they also needed, you know, the they needed some kind of interaction between... Peter and uh, and Osborne and, and Harry, and you know it, it was like seven people were writing this and none of them talked to each other.
2: In, in all fairness, though, I did like the way they handled her death. I thought that was well done, and I thought it was close enough to the comic that when you when you when you hear the impact, the ground, and you see her die on screen similar to how she did in the comic, it was handled really well.
1: Oh, yeah, you got that satisfying celery stock snap. And... They did some good Foley work. I'll yeah. give them yeah. that. Um, They're so... like, they were like bringing out the big guns, like tearing up bok choy and stuff just to get the right... <laughs> they had the Yan Can cook up in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yan Can Foley. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they went to the Yan Can Studios to get that done. Um,
1: it's, it's still the end,
0: they had to fight through all the watermelons to get to that bok choy um, <laughs> holy shit <laughs> no I, I do have a legitimate question right
3: really? um,
0: all joking aside uh, both of you um, I'm curious to know your thoughts do you think that they were scared of what Marvel was doing and that's why they went so far into this that they just completely lost their way <laughs> I think
2: they were trying to, because at the time of the studios, uh, at the time with with Marvel, nobody saw it coming. Uh, I think I'm the only one out of the out of all of us, and uh, when we were doing the the old show, uh, that actually saw the writing on the wall with Iron Man uh, leading into something bigger. Um, and I think that was the big problem: is that as soon as they saw how big Avengers got to be, uh, they were like, oh, shit, I want in on that much." So
1: well, what they did was the same thing that was happening over at Warner, huh? and that was to look jealously across the table at what Marvel Studios was feasting on, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Marvel Studios spent all day, in fact, two whole days, in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Making pies and cooking oh, turkeys
2: no. and mashing. No, dude, they, 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 spent potatoes. A, they spent a solid month. Okay, let's be honest. They spent <laughs> yeah, a solid and, fucking month.
1: They, they, and the whole family came out in the whole nine yards. And then, you know, Sony and Warner's come and bring you a Swanson dinner and expect you to to call it good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's
1: like, kind of no, the problem. You, you can't, you know, just because you went to Honey. You, spiral baked slice ham doesn't make you a chef.
2: And I think that was part of the problem. I think they, they realized that that um, that Marvel was making all this money Revengers. And, and um and they wanted in on this game and both uh, Marvel or, or or I'm sorry, both Sony and Fox for that matter with the X Men. Oh yeah. And Warner um but like that's the thing I gotta address with the Amazing Spider-Man 2 why the fuck was there a clip from X-Men Days
0: of Future Past in the because they needed they needed something in the Sizzler reel because they didn't have anything but and Marvel not... was being so successful with it that they had to do it I read actually I here's here's
2: what I found out um I read up on it uh, actually, today of all you know uh, of all things, while I was on my break, and it, apparently, in order to direct a movie for Fox, Rebb uh, had to agree with Fox to put in a clip of Days of Future Past,
0: the credits of uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay, okay, I mean that makes a certain kind of sense. I'll I'll say that,
2: but. Um, uh, Confusing audiences and having them go, oh, hey, we're going to get a Spider-Man X-Men crossover. No, well, because the, the clip
0: from the movie took place in Vietnam. You think that? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you think what? that's what confused the audience? They just sent through Spider-Man oh, the, two. Oh,
2: there, there was a great many things that confused the audience in <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two. I'll be completely honest.
0: That was the la- that was the last thing that I think really confused the audience. Was was an X-Men. Uh, an X-Men sizzler at the end. They were just like, what the hell did I just watch? Oh, there's there's an X-Men trailer. I, I whatever. I don't care. And, uh, and, and the thing about... The hell just... Okay. Um,
2: the, uh, the thing about it is, with Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man, I was on strike. I was like, I'm not gonna go see it. I'm not gonna go see it. And then my inner 10-year-old was like, that's Spider-Man! And... I went and saw the first one, and you know, like you and I uh, established uh, Andy, we both, uh, I ended up loving it. Um, and then the same with Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was like, I'm not going to see it, I'm not going to see it, I, you know, the reviews are terrible, and then Oliver, uh, in his infinite wisdom, goes, to... yeah. all right, fine. Yeah. And, and you know, who am I to tell the kid no? Uh, especially when it comes to my favorite superhero. And... I, both of us were, were just kind of, like, confused by it, especially me. I mean, I think he probably made more sense out of it than I did.
0: All right. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Cole. Give me some. Uh, give that's because some... you're a grown-ass man. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: And it forced you to uh, <laughs> to confront some things. Yeah. yeah you know, you know, yeah, he had the, the benefit of being a child. So, you know, I guess the, uh, the takeaway for Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, Watch it if you're still under the age of eleven.
0: It might make sense.
1: That's right. So, give <laughs> us some does. final thoughts. I tried,
2: watch, I tried watching it recently, by the way, and it is dull. It doesn't. It did not age well.
0: Spider-Man Two.
2: Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two. It did not age well.
0: Well, they were. Re- you know, the thing about that is you have to rely on the the special effects. You cannot yeah. rely on the storytelling because it was awful. Yeah and and yeah. special effects notoriously don't hold up well over time. So
2: Although I did see the mummy last night and the 20-year-old movie and it held up extremely well. Well, yeah, it's I, the mummy. I will say that.
0: It's a it's a fun it's a fun ass movie.
2: Yeah. That too. All
0: right, Cole, why don't you uh, give us some final thoughts, wrap this up and uh, we're going to get out of here. We have burnt an hour right. on the on two movies, one of which was passably okay. I don't know how we did that. It's a testament to Rick's, again, Rick's fortitude that we were able to push that's through.
1: Right. He was able to actually stomach these films enough that we have something to talk about, or otherwise anybody like, yeah, wasn't there a couple of films with Andrew Garfield? Yep. Well, that's a show.
0: And you got there. it. There you go. They have... Oh. What was that? They have... <laughs> This is becoming this is becoming awesome. Okay, one more time. They have. To go. Okay. Oh God
3: damn Holy
0: it! Crap. That's
1: awesome. Okay. That's... Yeah. All right, Cole. Maybe we can sneak it in here in a moment. But uh, a couple of things. I believe, if memory serves, Andrew Garfield did something incredibly cool, mm-hmm. and that was at Comic Con, prior to the release of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm where you know i think the word was long since out that he was going to be peter parker and spider-man yeah so they're doing a a panel at comic-con and some guy comes wandering onto the stage either from the audience or from behind in one of those god-awful you know rent me party spider-man costumes yeah and and you know pulls off the mask and freaks everybody out um because it was actually uh, Walter White underneath. <laughs> then he pulled the Walter White mask off, and it was Andrew Garfield. Oh, wait, I got. Yeah. I'm getting Brian Cranston's uh, uh, yeah, Comic Con reveal mixed up.
2: That was but... brilliant from Brian Cranston's part, though.
1: Absolutely. He's a brilliant man. So I, I thought that that was incredibly cool. It's unfortunate that he was saddled with some of the worst incarnations since the old television series. The live action one with the clothesline for a spiderweb. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: the other thing I'd say, in all fairness to, uh, to V. Neal's makeup designs, the lizard technically is somebody who is an armchair nat- naturalist, not uh-huh. uh, That uh, there are so many elements of it that were very well studied in the way that actual s- lizard skin is, like, freakishly loose and yet freakishly taut at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did
0: a great... Like I said, I think that they did a great job with the lizard. I I, I didn't have an issue... Besi- the only thing I had an issue with was the snout, but that was really only because the comic book character had the snout.
1: Yeah. That was were, it. Yeah. We're trying to go for a more humanized look and uh, therefore more expressive, where the, the longer you extend the the face, the harder it is to achieve.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with it. Um, yeah. So uh, would we recommend these movies if given the opportunity? Rick, Marginal.
2: Okay. So, um, I would definitely do a recommend on amazing Spider-Man, but on that one as well. And I found out that was the very last, uh, superhero film that Roger Ebert, uh, Reviewed before he passed away. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So, he, so, are you blaming he, that movie? No,
0: <laughs> not at all. You should be. Is this like, is this like a Street Fighter for Raul Julia? Is this the no, one that you put him down?
2: No, not at all. Uh, he compared it to a to uh, Spider Man Two, saying it was the best since Spider Man Two. Okay. And which is so hard. There yeah. are moments that I I have to agree with, and I like. I the first one the second one will leave you asking all the questions and basically kind of leaves you on a on a cliffhanger that's never going to get resolved to be honest with you
3: <laughs> and
0: true a plus, lot of those plus Jamie Foxx chewing the scenery like like there's no
2: tomorrow um but honestly watch the first one stay away from the second one that's that's gonna be my my final thought on it there
1: cole I'm going to have to agree, even though I haven't seen either of them since the one time in the theater. Right. So, uh, but, you know, we're going we're to leave it there. And, uh, you know, if if these are among your favorite Spider-Man films, more power to you. I think, you know, everybody has a different angle in which they're approaching Spider-Man. And certain films do it, you know, arrive at that same place. Certain ones don't. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, all right, Cole, uh, why don't you give us some plugs? We're going to pick Rick up for some plugs later. So why don't you give us some plugs?
1: All right. Well, we're going to uh, be coming to you, of course, on the Jedi Cole universe at JediCole.com. You can uh, write to us at uh, jcmail at yahoo.com. And uh, be sure and check out my, God, however many hundred and some <laughs> odd episodes of uh, we've done so far, but the Rancor Pit Live is coming to you live from downtown Dallas on the first and third Sundays of every month, 10:30 to 11:30 a.m. on DallasOnAir.com. We had an amazing time on the last one, uh, talking up the the latest force fizzle on the uh, oh. lackluster Force Fridays, and. Uh, v- so you know, in a couple of weeks, you can check out the the next big episode, and uh, we're getting gearing up for our big Christmas gift-giving guide, which we love to do every year because we can shoot that out to you live. And on the first, I'm sorry, the third Sunday of every month, preceding the Rancor Pit from 9:30 to 10:30 a.m., my other live show, Isle of Toys, where myself and usually a guest will talk about all kinds of toys. And what's been amazing. It's just exploring toys I know nothing about or very little about with some folks who are really passionate about them.
0: Right. That's awesome. Um, Rick, you got any plugs for us?
2: Uh, Well, if you're in the DFW area and you feel like catching uh, a fine evening of theater, uh, I am directing a a radio play. Uh, We are doing Treasure Island, the 1938 radio play done by uh, done originally by the Mercury Theater Company. Uh, Orson Welles Old Theater Company. Uh, we are doing that as a li- uh, live radio play uh, with sound effects and everything, performed by the students. It's going to be at World Languages Institute, uh, at 4921 Bendbrook Highway over in uh, Fort Worth. Nice. And That's uh, cool. Yeah. And oh, thank you. And uh, and then yeah, we have a we have a pretty good slate of shows this year, including a murder mystery called Anybody for Tea, and also Ten Ways to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, all of them at uh, World Languages Institute in Fort Worth um, Yeah that's all I got to plug At the moment we're on a, Kind of a permanent hiatus with uh, with Any podcast at the moment
3: Right on
0: well when it's time so, yeah. you let us know And uh, we'll get your plugs on definitely um, and of course you can find us on the socials at hk comics show so don't forget buy collect and enjoy your comics and while you're at it go pick up a blu-ray of amazing spider-man it's hella fun uh you might want to leave the second one out unless it's included um, leave the second one leave out the just, second just, one out um leave it out on
2: general principle
0: so uh say good night gentlemen good night everybody good night everybody and um we'll see you next week for a little of that Tom Holland action. Sweaty, sweaty Tom Holland action, um, here on Hey Kids Comics. Got gross at the end. Not that, that, that,
2: got, that, that got gross. Not that it wasn't in the league.